This is No Teacher Left Behind with Natalie McIntosh and Christine Hurt. Humorous musings from the teacher's lounge. Welcome. Welcome. I feel like we should say welcome. Welcome. <laughs> yes, I'm Christine. And I'm Natalie. Yes, and um, we are teachers and we just wanted to start out talking about our... Basic yeah, philosophies of teaching. Basically, we have no idea what we're doing yep, right now. This is very new to us. We know we want to have conversations, but we have no idea how to start it. Yeah. Um. So here we are. I, yeah. We figured we should say our names. Yeah, we yeah, did that. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so we both teach math. Yes. We're high school. Math, high school math teachers. Yes. And we are in um, Virginia. Yep. And Natalie is also teaching computer science. Not that anybody outside of Virginia will actually <laughs> listen to this, but... You never know. That's you true. never know. My mom that's will probably true. listen to it, and she's in Missouri. So. Well, there we go. So that means we have, like, yeah. a nationwide yes. audience. Yes. We've okay, so we decided that this will be our, our pilot, and for just our first topic, um, just kind of a basic uh, philosophy of our teaching, and then see where that takes us. Yeah. I don't know, Christine. What's your philosophy on teaching? Oh, that's a really, really broad <laughs> question. And I remember when I was getting my certification and putting together my portfolio before I went to interview and seek a job. That was um, one of the things I was supposed to put in my portfolio. Really, that's what a is, thing. Yeah. What is my? I did write a full, like a I've statement, <laughs> a statement on my teaching philosophy, and I haven't read it since I wrote it to put in my portfolio. But I guarantee you, it has probably changed after being in the reality so this is a teaching philosophy that you wrote before you started your first year yes at ah. when i was like learning to be a teacher when i was getting my certification that would be interesting to read yeah again. yeah i would like to go i should probably go back to that interesting. <laughs> um because when i go you know i'm taking time off now and so when i go back into the classroom i will definitely have to rewrite it because I'm and so sure do you want to say why you're taking time off now um I'm taking time off now because my daughter started kindergarten and I knew that was going to be a big transition for her so I wanted to be at home for that and then um shortly after I decided to do that I also got pregnant so <laughs> I will be <laughs> time to take a break from the classroom <laughs> yes uh because honestly I wholeheartedly bow down to pregnant teachers because <laughs> being pregnant same. is exhausting and teaching yes. is exhausting and I don't know how anybody does them both at the same time. And I did not. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I started teaching when I was young, single, wild, and free. Yeah. And then I moved away and moved back and there wasn't a teaching position available in the area and so... I got a job like at a bank or whatever, and then uh, met my future husband, and he's a chef restaurateur, and so I helped him run his business until that marriage ended, and then I was like, well, what can I do? What's my skill set? I'll go back to teaching. Yeah. So I ended. I didn't plan to take a break. Yeah. In the middle, I just kind of did. did. And again, like you, I look at teachers who can bring life into this world at the same time as being a teacher, and I am just in awe. Yeah. 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 I cannot. I cannot. And that being said, like I started teaching when my daughter was two and that's a very exhausting age to parent. Mm -hmm. um, I was, you know, I'm very, very fortunate that I have an extremely supportive spouse yeah. at home and he Definitely. was the stay at home parent at that time. And that afforded me the ability to spend way too much time 
at school <laughs> and and honing my craft. Um, but uh, but it's also really exhausting, and pregnancy is even somehow more exhausting than that. So I can't imagine doing something about growing another human being. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know why that would take so <laughs> much energy. Yeah, um, and you're just uncomfortable all the time. You don't really feel very oh good, and so being positive, I'm bringing back so many, <laughs> so many wonderful memories. Yes. I shouldn't say bad. Yes, um, but being able to maintain that. Positivity, which takes a lot of energy in the classroom, <laughs> along yeah. feeling like crap all the time. I just thought I can't do both of these things at the same time. Right. And um, oh, here's the question I really want to ask. Yes. When did you know you wanted to be a teacher? Ooh, that's a good question, and it's, it has a two-part answer because it happened in at two different phases. Okay. Um, and so the first inkling of that was. The year after I graduated from college, first of all, I graduated from college with a bachelor's of science in math with very little idea of what do you do with that degree. (laughs) Uh, And um, and I was living at home with my parents for a year, um, saving up money and I with the plan to move out. And I was in Missouri. My family, I grew up in Missouri. Um, the plan to move out to Virginia. So I sort of had this year at home to save up money mm-hmm. to prepare for this move. During that year, I needed to save up money. So I needed to get a job. And um, I'd done a lot of tutoring in college, which I really enjoyed doing. And so I went to our local community college and gave them my resume and said, I'm in the market for tutoring work. If you have a learning center or students want private tutoring or whatever, please give me a call. I'm looking for a job. And they called me like a week later and they said, well, we don't have any tutoring jobs open, but we have one of our instructors um, is going out for emergency surgery right at the beginning of the semester. Mm-hmm. Would you be willing to teach his classes for six weeks? Oh, wow. And I said, I can do that? Yeah. Do, do I need any sort of certification? Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out to teach and they were developmental classes. So they were like basically algebra one and algebra two for students who weren't ready to take college algebra and needed some developmental time to to hone their math skills and to and since they're not really for credit like they don't go towards your degree you don't have to have a master's degree to teach them and you don't need a teaching license to teach at community college so or at any university that's true Um, so i said okay well if you'll let me i would be happy to do this and I did. I taught five classes. It was like two sections of what they called intermediate algebra, which was basically algebra two, and three mm-hmm. sections of beginning algebra, which was basically algebra one. And I loved it. I loved it. And I had almost no preparation. One of I'm the other. Just about to ask. Yeah. It's like, well, so how much work did you have to do outside <laughs> of the work environment to yeah, get ready? I had no, like, uh, Ahead of time, I mean, I met with the dean, I think, and he handed me a copy of the syllabus from the previous semester for both classes. He handed me the textbook <laughs> and he said, All right, bye. There you go. <laughs> and he, he did introduce me to another instructor um, in the department who was gracious enough to let me sit in on a few of her classes at the oh, beginning of the year just to kind of get a feel for how so that works valuable. and all that stuff. Um, and I just sort of like went into it full force ahead and I loved it I I just I really really loved it and I found um, between that experience and the experience of tutoring that I, I really have a knack for kind of explaining math to mm. people who don't get math so yes. much and um, or who are afraid of math 
and really kind of being able to um, break it down a little bit. And I had a really good experience. My students really loved me. They were super devastated when they found out the regular professor was coming back oh, nice. to the classroom that halfway through professor. the semester. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. And I had one woman tell me, she's like, I've never had a math teacher who made sense before, and I'm really freaking out because... I love that compliment. Yes. When I get that compliment, yes. I'm like, thank yeah, you. Yeah. You just made my yeah. life validated. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and um, and I really enjoyed it, but even still at the time, I didn't think um, that I would become a high school teacher because at that point in time, I thought, I don't want to have to deal with parents. Like, that was my biggest thing. <laughs> don't want to have to deal with parents at all. And so I thought... And you hmm. weren't a parent at that time. I was not a parent okay. at that time. I was 20. Two, 23 years old. Oh, so this is a long time ago. Yes, it's like right after I graduated from college. So um, I wasn't married, none of that. And But then I thought, well, maybe I'll be a professor and I'll go to grad school and I'll get my master's <laughs> yeah. and my PhD and then I can be a professor and do research and teach and do all that stuff. So I moved out to Virginia and um, in the meantime, I got married and... Um, I sort of established my residency here. My undergrad GPA really sucked a lot. <laughs> and so I was, I was absolutely positive that there was no decent grad school that was going to take me with my academic history. So I needed to okay. kind of bulk that up. And so I took a couple of graduate level classes at UVA just mm-hmm. to kind of prove to them that like, I'm grown up now, like I'm mature, <laughs> I'm a good student. I can do this. Like I had issues before, but I'm everything's better I'm now. better. Um, and I learned very quickly that academia was not for me. I was not a place I was going to be happy. Like at the college. Like, yeah. Yeah. For the, the long whole, like, term, like the university and like, yeah. Um, and would you get a PhD in math? That was the plan. Because don't you have to like prove your own theorem or something? You ridiculous? have to do like original research or something. Yeah. Crazy like that. Hasn't everything in math already been done? <laughs> <laughs> No, I feel like no, it no, like, no, no. How many more rules can we inflict on our students? <laughs> um, and the world of academia was just not a good fit for me long term. And so then I sort of had this crisis of like, well, if I'm not going to do this, which was my plan for like the last five years, <laughs> what now? And um, so I did other things. I worked for a produce company. I worked as a office temp, which I really love that job. Wait, and... I remember a story. Yeah. On your resume, did oh, you yeah. say something like you knew how to stack melons? Yeah, well, I put, <laughs> and the, the, when I worked for the produce company, I started out as a volunteer and like, you know, just stacking the melons or whatever. <laughs> and then eventually worked my way up to being a full-time manager with the company. So that was my big claim to fame with them. It was like, I just started out volunteering once a week, <laughs> stacking stack cantaloupes. Melons. And then, you know, worked my way up to being the warehouse manager. So, um, and, uh, and all those things I did, I loved them um, in ways, but they weren't really it for me. And, um, and then I had my daughter, uh, and I had this realization at the time I was working as office temp, which I really loved because I didn't have to get involved in any office politics and I got to work with different people. Mm -hmm. Um, so it wasn't, you know, boring and, uh, but it was also not really super demanding. Um, but the flip side of that is that the pay was really irregular and not great. And I felt like. 
I'm a grown up now and I have a baby and I should maybe have a regular paycheck. Yeah. That should be a thing. That Benefits I too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And just to be able to count on, okay, like even if it's not a lot, I know when it's coming. Right. And I know how much it's going to be and I can plan for that. And then I thought, well, crap, what do I want to do? <laughs> and, uh, and then I don't know, it just sort of popped into my head. Like, I really like teaching and I have the skills to be a high school teacher and I now, I feel like, have the maturity and experience of life to be able to have successful interactions with difficult parents, which was my biggest fear. Oh, yeah. Of Back being, to the parents. Yeah, of being a teacher. And I felt like... And now that you are a parent. Yeah. Yeah, I can kind of see the other side of it, and that can help inform me with those things. And so I looked into it, and Virginia has um, a very accessible alternative certification program. Um for career switchers and I met all the requirements. And so I took the necessary exams um, and I can't remember what it's called, but one is like the reading and writing exam where you show that you can read and write. And um, it's like the, the Virginia literacy. Yeah. The yeah. VLSP or yeah, something, something like, like that. A, some letters, bunch of letters. Um, <laughs> and uh, which was the, of the two is pretty easy. And then the praxis, for math, which was the hardest test I've ever taken in my entire life. Like the I, math one or I, the general? I just took the math one. I didn't have to okay. take the general one because okay. um, I wasn't teaching the lower grades. So just the math. Okay. And it was hard. I remember that. It was, yeah, it was literally the it's hardest like test. Calculus. Yeah. Yeah. The hardest test I've ever <laughs> taken in my life. I almost cried Aww. in the test um, because I had at the time a lot riding on this. Like I had a young child and a husband and this was going to be our... We were um, struggling financially, and so this was going to be kind of our ticket to a better life. And oh, okay. so there was no a, pressure. No pressure. I mean, no just, pressure. You know, whatever. And, um, <laughs> and this was also the last time the test was being offered before my deadline to apply to get in for this like particular okay. semester. So, so it was just, you know, you know, a little bit of pressure on That's me. Fine. And at the end of the test, <laughs> they say. Um, are you sure you want to see the score? <laughs> and I was like, I'm not sure, but I need to. Is oh, there a maybe yeah, button? Yeah, if, can I sleep on it? Yeah, button? yeah. because if you think um, there's no way I passed, you can say, I don't want to see my score. It's voided. It's as if you never took it and you can take it again. Um, but if you say you do want to see your score, then it becomes part of your record and you can take it again. But that score is still like it's visible. There. Yeah. So um, you clicked, okay. I said, okay, fine. And I passed by like nine points and I was so, so relieved. So that was very, very exciting. And, um, but yeah, so that's the story of. So how, how much time elapsed from the time where you, like, so were you certified right when you walked through the door? You, for your first year of teaching? Yes. Okay. I was, well, no, no, that's, I was sort of, I had a, uh, provisionary is that the word okay provisional yeah provisional, that's where i had See, a provisional had license and it was good for for my if i did one successful year of teaching mm -hmm. um then i would get my full five-year wow renewable okay. license. i had to do three years of yeah people. oh that's right okay i had yeah. a different story yeah and um because yeah it was like i did all of this the classes and the training in this really super intensive eight week 18 week program did you have to do a lot of like in front of students practicum type of stuff um no i did i did a one week internship and one week okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally one totally week ready in the life of a teacher and then i was also a super moron and, then and here's I, your classroom. I i picked to 
do that one week in a small private school. I don't know why I made that With decision. With five students in the classroom. <laughs> yeah. there, were, there were 12 students in the classroom. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they you're were, like, oh, wow, this is going to be Yeah, great. they were a bunch of eighth graders <laughs> taking Algebra 1. So, you know, they were very, very not challenging at all. Um, <laughs> but, um, but it was a good experience. And the teacher that I was kind enough to allow me in his classroom was very good and had a lot of really good um, suggestions and advice for me as, you know, becoming a new teacher. So that was a good experience, maybe not the full on experience, but I don't think you can have the, like, even if you student taught for an entire year, it's you not the know. same. It's yeah. not the same as having your own classroom. Now I have to end. no idea how to be a student teacher even because yeah. my degree. Yeah. Your story is very yeah, different, right? A, so let's talk about Natalie's it's a, story. It's a little different. Uh, hmm. Yeah, teaching was never on my radar. <laughs> never in a million years. I remember leaving high school like, ooh, I, yeah. no, just yeah. not. Uh, I just happened to be really good at math and really good at technology. Yeah. Um, and so when I went to college, okay, I'm also kind of lazy. <laughs> I feel you. And I'm with you. So I remember taking a computer programming class and pretty much fell off a log and got an A and was yeah. like, I'm going to major in this. Yeah. This is sweet. So I got my degree in, and of course, I'm also uh, into music. Uh, I wanted, you know what I really wanted was a double major in studio art and music Yes. with piano performance. I ended up double minoring on on those two things. But I had my mom, the banker, you know, whispering into my ear, you can always do those as hobbies, you know, do something practical, stable and computers back in. Okay. This is really going to tell my age. Back in 1992, uh-huh. um, was definitely a fast-growing industry. Yeah, and yeah, very new. You could, you know, fall out with a bachelor's and make like 50 grand a year yeah. at the time. Yeah, you know, which in today's money, <laughs> one <laughs> I don't million even know. dollars. Don't anyway. even want to know. That's a whole other um, conversation. It might as well be one million dollars yeah. to myself. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, went to grad school because I was too afraid to step foot in the real world. Yeah. Uh, and went to grad school. I think I was one of four female computer science, you know, students. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I'm always that self-defeating type of characteristic yeah. I have. I always felt like I wasn't, you know, good enough. And yeah. so I would tell people, ah, I was just filling a quota. Yeah. They needed more women in the computer sure, science yeah, program. Sure, yeah, imposter I mean, it couldn't be like anything I could bring to the table. Right. No, it had to be because, you know, I don't have a penis. <laughs> So, can I say penis? Yes. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so after grad school, I got hired at a statistical software company in Cary, North Carolina. And once again, I was surrounded by guys, which yep. was fine with me. I didn't like women. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> oh, the irony. irony right there. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, yeah, and I did it for two years. And here we go. True honesty. Here yeah. We go. Uh, had a bad breakup. Oh, and yeah. was like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to move home close to my family. So I retreated back to Virginia. Yeah. Into the northern neck. And there's no software companies around there <laughs> unless you want to build missiles. Right. Right. <laughs> for the yeah. Department of Defense in Dahlgren. So uh, I was like, oh, there's a private school here, you know, a girls private boarding school. I, you know, hey, why not? Yeah. I had this one memory. Of teaching my mom, who basically, I think she dropped out of high school at one point, came back and graduated with like a D in Algebra 1. Yeah. Opposite of me. Yeah. You know, um, so 
she, I remember she got a new computer system. And I don't know if you're old enough to remember WordPerfect 5.1. Oh, yeah. And all it had, there was, it was not a GUI. It yeah. was a blue screen. Uh-huh. And down at the bottom, it was like page, doc one, page one, line one. It just told you where you were. And it was just a straight up word processor. Yeah. And anything you wanted to do, like save, print, whatever, was all on your function keys. Yeah. You know, at the top of the keyboard, it's yeah. F1, F2, F3. And it had this like little strip that you would put above those yes, keys. Yes, a little shortcut. And if you did control with it, it did something else. If you did alt, something. Okay. Yeah. So it was super confusing to someone like my mom. Yeah. She's like, what do I do with this yeah. blue screen? I have no idea. And I remember sitting with her. She worked at a bank. She can do real world math. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. that whole abstract algebra yeah. stuff. She's like, yeah, forget you. Um, and I sat down next to her and I remember trying to break it down of course you know the first time I'm, I'm like oh this is all you do you know yeah. and she's like I don't get it and yeah. I'm like mm. but this is all you do yeah. a, a little louder you know <laughs> yeah. because that's gonna help that, that makes it better <laughs> but mom yeah and, you know I'm not getting like really frustrated and then I was like okay here's an analogy you have a filing cabinet I love the analogy yeah oh my God. so helpful and I'm and I, you have this filing cabinet and it's like here it says you know document one okay so you have documents in your filing cabinet and now you need to save it to a file location and do you see these words because remember it wasn't a gui you yeah did, you didn't see words. pictures of files no. you saw c colon backslash oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. all this it's taking stuff. me back i know right uh, anyway long story short i lost track of time yeah teaching her how to do this yeah and i enjoyed it and the best part of it was she, when she said, I get it now. Yeah. And she could do yeah. it. That's the that light like, bulb is everything. This is like crack. Yeah. Not that I know what crack's like. <laughs> but yeah. I imagine this is what yeah. crack is like. Yes. Um, got a, like that hit of dopamine. Uh-huh. Like, ooh, I'm helping the world. Uh, and then I went back to, you know, computers. I think it was in college at that point. But um, so when I came up and I remember driving past the school going, well, I could probably do this. Turns out you don't need certification in the state of Virginia to get a job teaching in a private school. school. Yeah, You can just walk in and be like, I have a degree that has enough math credits. Yeah. Here you go. Teach something. I'm interested in teaching. No teaching experience whatsoever. I was never allowed to babysit. My mom (laughs) was worried about, (laughs) you know, lawsuits. Uh, (laughs) She never wanted me to be put in that position. Yeah. Um, so I never babysat. I'm yeah. an only child. Yeah. I know nothing. <laughs> yeah. Zero experience with children. Nothing I will be in kids. charge of all of you. <laughs> but for me, it was like my comfort spot. Yeah. I loved school. Yeah. I was good at school. I learned real fast that not everybody loves school. Yes. <laughs> Especially girls going to a boarding, <laughs> a boarding high school. Yeah. So they gave me algebra one and I swear to God, I cried every day of my first year. I would just come home and cry. Yeah. I mean, I was only at the time like 25. I was only seven years older than the seniors at the yeah. high school. And that's not a lot of difference. No. I did not know how to say no because yeah. I, I felt like saying no was mean. Yeah. You know, I can't be mean yeah. to people. I mean, I learned so many lessons. Second year, I cried every other day. <laughs> Improvement. Improvement. <laughs> I don't remember what I taught. But I also yeah. know at the same time, I also couldn't say no. Yeah. So they were like, hey, by the way, you're a first year teacher. Would you like to coach varsity volleyball? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just put that in my backpack. It'll be fine. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. Parents hated me. <laughs> Players hated me. Uh, I just failed miserably at it. Such yeah. that they had to like bring me into a room and go, yeah, we were going to ask you to do varsity soccer but and we, we don't want you to anymore. Yeah. Wow. And this is like the first time in my life that I failed at stuff. Yeah. And it was humiliating because yeah. I was failing in front of 
yeah, the world. There's a, in audience. my mind, there's an know. audience for your failure now. Yeah, exactly. And it was horrible. And I don't know why. I kept coming back for more. I was such a yeah. masochist. <laughs> it's like hit me again. Yeah. Um, it's third, that dopamine hit. It keeps you. Yeah, because every once in a while, I'd be like, I hate this. I'm leaving. I'm going back to computers. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, somebody be like. Oh, I get it now. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I'll okay. stay for like another week. Yeah. Um, and then. That's how crack works. Yeah. Pretty. Oh yeah. That's what I hear. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I yeah. No I mean, I wouldn't know, but that's what TV says. Yeah, so. exactly. I just got to go based off of that because yeah. no real experience yeah. here with crack. Um, again, no real experience here with crack. Yes. I cannot um, say that <laughs> strongly enough. Anyway. So, uh, my third year is like when I hit my stride. Uh-huh. I started saying that third no. year is magic. And it was from watching other teachers. Yes. Like uh, we had this like veteran teacher. She had no problem saying no. Yeah. She was there as long as I had been alive. Yeah. And um, that was invaluable. Yeah. Was watching her interact with students and getting results. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, maybe yeah. I can say no. And so I started saying no and it worked. Yeah. You know, because uh, once you say yes to something, they're like, oh, sweet. She said yes. Yes. I'm going to ask again. Yeah. Ooh, uh, content yes. knowledge was never an issue. Yeah. Knew the content inside yeah. and out. Yeah. By that time, I was teaching geometry. Yeah. Um, Did you struggle fun. at all with expressing the content? So, like, you understand the content, but then breaking it down at a, in a way that students could understand the content or make it a structure that they could follow. And on. yes, not that I didn't have a lot to learn about yeah. other ways, but I always felt like that was one of my superpowers. Yeah. You know, ever since I could bring up that analogy with my mom of the filing cabinet, yeah. even though she couldn't see it on the yeah. computer, that is just one of my knacks. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, let me find a different way. Say you had this. Yeah. Say you had this. And we had a high international student percentage at the okay because it's a boarding yeah. school and uh so i had a lot of students from uh korea uh china japan uh who were in my math classes and i remember learning to do like greatest common factor and lcm and uh-huh. one of my students going we learned it a different way yeah and oh, you know, all of a sudden i was like oh, that's exciting. show yeah. me your yes. magic and you know brought them up to the blackboard and they're like oh, this yeah. is how we do it and I loved that. Yeah. I loved seeing like all the different ways to learn stuff. But um, I was in a relationship <laughs> <laughs> and broke up and was like, I got to get out of here. So I moved down to Charleston for a year after four years of teaching at the boarding school. Taught at a, uh, I think it was a pre-K through 12 uh, co-ed school. Okay. This is where you taught the computers. Yes. Yeah. And I taught computers. The computers. I, I don't even remember what math I taught. I've taught so many different yeah. levels of math. I don't even remember anymore. And, um, but I remember the computers and that was really fascinating. And then, but I, I hated South Carolina. So yeah. sorry to any South Carolinians. Um, no offense, but I'm a Virginian. Yeah. And so I moved back up. They didn't have a teaching position. Yeah. So I'm available. Um, so I was like, well, okay, I'll, I'm going to go work at a bank. My mom works at a bank. Yeah. So I worked at a branch of the bank and was a teller and hated it. I yeah. felt like I was going to prison yeah. every single day because it's so regimented. Yeah, super regimented. No creativity. Yeah. Lots of stress. Yeah. Lots of federal regulations that yeah. you could pretty dealing much. Dealing with the public. Get fired. And, yeah. Get in lots of trouble. Get yeah. locked up. Whatever. Too much pressure. I left after two years when I was pregnant. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the dad, <laughs> yeah. my, my husband, uh, at the time, chef, 
restaurateur. So I helped run that business until that marriage ended. And then I was like, well, what can I do? So I went right back to teaching. Yeah. At that time, Patrick, uh, my son, was only three years old. So, yeah, you know, but the funny thing was, is I got the job back at the girls boarding school and he's a boy. Oh, (laughs) and they wanted me to live in a dorm. So then I was a dorm mom before I lived in some faculty apartments across the street. You know, perfect for like young, single, wild and free. But now that I'm a mom, yeah, I'm like a dorm mom now. And that was rewarding. But it was a 24 hour job. I taught during the day and then I taught at night. Yeah. And there's an insane, you know how, okay, now we teach in public schools. There's like one duty you have to sign up for. Right. I had duty pretty much every other day. Yeah. You know, either night duty. It was exhausting. Yeah. And I had energy when I was 25 years old through 29, yeah. but I didn't have that energy anymore. Yeah. I'm a mom. He's three. Yeah. And even when you don't have duty, you're sort of on duty because you live with these students. And yeah. 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 So once again, I was in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Broke up. <laughs> I was like, I got to get out of here. I'm sensing a pattern <laughs> here. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, so I looked up Fredericksburg Way. Yeah. And there's a private school up here. Day, yeah. and I was like, day, day school, day school, is where it. I need yeah. to be so I can go home and be a mom at night. Yeah, and it's co-ed, and I think they're pre-K through twelve, um, Fredericksburg Academy, and they needed a middle school math teacher. Okay, I taught two years of middle school, and I saw a meme the other day, and it said <laughs> one year in middle school is like seven years <laughs> yeah. of teaching. Because it's such, you have to be a special, special and, and person. And do you know what is funny about that? Is that I really, when I was looking for a job, I wanted to teach in middle school. I wanted to get a middle school job. Maybe you're one of those special, I think special people. I, I'm, I'm one of those Maybe weirdos. that's why you love Algebra 1. That's why I love ninth grade. Yeah. yeah. Is that, um, and and there are other reasons why I love high school. And I can talk about those in a minute. I'll let you yeah. finish your story. I was just oh, saying, no, you're like. you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, middle school. I did two yeah. years. Yeah. And it is. Uh, and no. that and some other reasons. I yeah. was just like, this is too much. And so then I got a job writing geometry, uh, GRE style questions for an online tutoring site. Make my own hours. Just chill in my recliner. Sketch out math It's such a problems. Natalie job. I know. Yeah. And then like go on and design the, the problems and submit them. And then yeah. their artists would tweak them. And yes. It was, it was a really cool job. But I am not good without structure. Yes, I am the same way. If I don't have structure, I procrastinate. Yeah. Days slip away. Yeah. And I just wasn't really good at yeah. it. My husband is amazing at working from home. He could do it all the time and produce and get what he needs to get done. I cannot. Nope. No. I need structure. Exactly. Yeah. And so when I did put in an application for Spotsylvania County Public Schools as like a substitute, you know, type of thing. And I guess since my resume was uploaded, um, it was, I guess, third week of August, I get a call from a local high school and saying, hey, uh, (laughs) we had a teacher bail uh, last minute and we need a math teacher like emergency and I'm like oh okay when's your you know school start faculty comes back on Monday and it was Friday yeah and I was like oh oh okay whatever um sure I'll come in an interview and in my mind I was like I'm not making any promises here going back into the classroom after two years of teaching middle school I was not excited about the prospect 
Okay, but it was at the Taj Mahal. Of, that's <laughs> yes. what the kids call it. Yes. They call our high school the Taj Mahal because it's yeah. the most recent. Yeah, it has a lot of glass school. windows. Yeah. Basically, that's all yeah. I can contribute to. It has a lot of glass windows. Yeah. Unlike your, you know, high school over there. Um, <laughs> so, came in. They were all very casual. Yeah. You know, Brian and Christina. Uh, yeah. Department chair and administrator. And they just talked to me and uh, I they asked me what my favorite topic to teach was. Yeah. And I was like, well, math-wise, geometry. Yeah. Because it combines art, you know, yeah, obviously. It's I very like visual. my studio art. Yeah. And uh, a lot of, not a lot of math teachers in high school like to teach it because yeah. basically we've only had it once in our lives. Yeah. And it's so different from the rest yes. of mathematics. It's in a visual, lot of spatial, I mean, all mm. sorts of stuff. And... So I went home and deliberated. They needed an answer pretty much. Right. And I came back and said, I will do it if that's the only prep I have. One prep. One prep. So they gave me six sections of geometry. And a lot of people, that would drive them crazy. Yeah. And like for me, that's all I could handle. Right. I didn't have all summer to prepare for it. Yeah. Which incidentally is what teachers do in the summer. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It's not all beaches and vacay. But um. So I, I did, and I have never worked. Nothing, not to say that the people I worked with in other schools before were horrible. Or, I'm not yeah. saying that at all. But this group of people that I work with now are the best group of people that yes. I have worked with it is in phenomenal. a and setting. I wish that there was, so also listeners, um, little context here. <laughs> I live, Natalie and I taught at the same school. Um, she still teaches there, and I'm not teaching there anymore. Um, and my home is about an hour away from that school. So that's mm-hmm. a 10 hours a week I spent in the car oh, to listening to, to podcasts. Work, listening to podcasts. <laughs> um, and I wish there was some way to bend space and time to make my home, which I don't want to leave, closer to this school, which I desperately would love to teach at mm-hmm. again, um, because I had such a good experience yes. there. Because it's... it's um, I think as a school, it's really a great place to work, but the math department specifically, definitely. I think that the the administrator, um, Brian, who was in charge of that department, and the department head was Christina, is now Kim. They work really, really hard to bring in people who fit into the team. Yes. Who are now they did take a gamble with me. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're hey. like, uh, we'll take anything yeah, we yeah, can yeah, get yeah. right now. But, um, <laughs> but um, I think they and they work really hard to keep this the environment with the team very collaborative, yes. um, very supportive. Yes. Um, There's not a lot of you know chitter. They don't talk bad about each other. There's no clicks. Yeah, and I felt like every teacher in our department was somebody I considered a high quality professional. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I felt like, you know, different people um, gave of their time and efforts at different levels as they were able, certainly. Right. But I didn't feel like there was anybody in the department who was just there to punch a clock yes. and waste a bunch of people's time. Agreed. They were um, always working to improve their craft. Yes. Definitely. And they all, everybody had the students first in their mind. That was always, yes. and I really appreciated that. And I feel like. So that probably segues yes. into teaching philosophy. Yes. You know, because um, we're kind of describing, yeah, these are the teachers that yeah. we admire. Yeah. 
Which probably feeds right into. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I was just going to say, like, I feel like especially as a first year teacher coming into this environment, there were a lot of teachers that I learned from mm-hmm. tremendously. Um, my mentor teacher, Kim, who I cannot say enough great things about. Mm-hmm. I was very fortunate. Um, she also came into teaching as kind of a, a career switch. She did not okay. go originally to into education. Right. Um, so she kind of understood me. She didn't have any student teaching before she started teaching. Um, and so she very much understood where I was coming from with that, which was really helpful. Um, and she told me my first year, she said, it's taken me many years to come to this conclusion. But I feel like she felt like for her personally that um, that was the best thing for her. Like yes. it just get right right into the fire yep, yep. and just just learn <laughs> it trial by fire and um and having some perspective looking back i really understand that idea because i feel like i i had a student teaching year i just didn't have a cooperating teacher you know right. i was sort of on my own that first year yeah. and i learned a lot um my second year was also really really hard but by my third <laughs> year i hit my stride and i yes, i felt the like third year seems to it's, be it's a magic year man um but anyway, so teaching philosophy wise, um, I one of my biggest philosophies in teaching is that it is not just our job, even in high school, to just teach content. Um, I believe that there's sort of this continuum, and when children are in uh, kindergarten, although I think it really is pre-K now because kindergarten is the new first grade. Um, mm-hmm. It's all about teaching them how to person when yes. they're really young. Okay. How to use scissors and get along and stand in line and sit still and read, you know, these mm-hmm. basic things. And then you start as they go adding in content to that because they have these how to person skills a little bit down. Um, and then by the time you're in high school, it's really you know, 95% content, 5% how to person. But I feel like even senior year, there's still a little bit of how do you succeed in society? Yes. How do you become a productive contributing member of your community? Um, How do you make and achieve goals for yourself? All these things that are not content. These things that I'm still trying to figure out. (laughs) All these things that are not tested. And I think it's part of it is um, modeling, right? You model that you are growing still as a person. Definitely. Yeah. And um, and that's one of the things. I I don't think I would be a good fit for elementary school. Um, But I feel like that's one of the reasons why I'm more attracted to middle school or in high school, like the the lower end, that ninth right. grade, because I feel like there's still a lot of molding there to be done. Um, and I feel like one of my strengths as a teacher is relationship building. Right. And I think that's another reason why I realized I would be a good teacher. When I look back at all these various jobs that I'd had working in um, a, an accounting center where I worked with had to build relationships with the vendors Mm -hmm. and working in a produce company where I had to build relationships with my customers. And And these are all like soft skills that nobody thinks that teachers do. And And working as an office temp where I had to build relationships with various business owners and Mm -hmm. supervisors around my city. Um, I look back and every job I'd done, the thing I enjoyed the most and the thing that I was 
better at than most people doing that job was the building of relationships. And so I feel like building relationships with my students is my strength as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, cause that's how I've always gotten work done. Yeah. Is by building a relationship with somebody and then I can kind of leverage that relationship and we can work together right. to make a thing happen and get, right. I can use that relationship that I have with them to motivate them to want to work with me because we have a relationship yeah. and then we can have the same goal. And I feel like I use that a lot. You know, what's really interesting is <laughs> when I'm listening to your teaching philosophy and I'm thinking about mine, here's yeah. mine to give you an idea. Yeah. There's a contrast. It's really yeah. interesting. Together we would make this like beautiful teaching philosophy yeah. because mine is very inward focused yeah. to the students. Uh, I remember this was assigned to us. Yeah at the middle school actually to come up with our teaching philosophy and have it on a sign, you know, outside yeah. of our door, which I thought was kind of a cool idea. Yeah. Oh, I like that. And so when I sat down and it's still kind of my teaching philosophy today was that each student uh, has their own unique set of tools, uh-huh. uh, set of skills that they bring to the table uh, in math. And I feel like my job as a teacher is to help them find even more tools for their toolbox to help them succeed in math specifically, but in anything academic. Because I was always, and this might have come from where I taught at the private school, Uh, I worked with a lot of students with different um, learning disabilities. And they have their own set of tools that they need to yes. succeed and even people who are mainstream or not yet diagnosed with yeah. learning disabilities uh have their own set of tools that yeah. they're using to survive and i feel like my role as a teacher to go hey how about this tool over here how about does this one work for you yeah you know have you thought about using this as a way to break down a math problem yeah and so it's funny that my teaching philosophy is much more in helping the individual student discover their like own personal set of tools and things like this and had no <laughs> interpersonal connectivity, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. purpose. Um, and how like I love, cause basically that's my whole philosophy of yeah. life is that it all comes down to connection with other people. Yeah. And it's funny how I did not even think of that yeah. as my teaching. That's, philosophy. That is very, very funny. Yeah. Um, and, um, and I think for me, part of that, I mean, part of it just comes from like, that is my natural skill set is building relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, despite the fact that I'm pretty introverted, like I'm really good at sort of building these, these relationships. And then I recognize like I can use that to get work done. So, okay, well, let's do that. Um, but I think that the way it also ties into my teaching philosophy is that it models for kids how you build these relationships like how you become successful in life and being a part of your community building relationships is a part of that how you interact with other people in a productive way because no man is an island yes exactly and um and just teaching them like you know you've got these kind of surly teenagers and you greet them at the door (laughs) hello and they just roll their eyes and walk past (laughs) and sometimes i will call them back and say excuse me (laughs) come back here in our culture, it is customary when somebody says hi to you that you at least acknowledge them and say yeah. hello back. And that's like um, some of their soft skills yeah, that people don't exactly, realize that we do. Exactly, because if you are, you know, going into a, uh, 
encounter with somebody who is, you know, maybe potentially going to be your boss or a coworker or, yeah, that's very you know, you want to be able to interact with them appropriately so that they're not like, who is this weird, mean person? You <laughs> yeah, know, even exactly. if you're, cause you're not a weird, mean person. You're just, you need those social skills. Um, Definitely. and, um, and also another huge tenet of my teaching philosophy is that anybody can do math. Yes, it's and a skill, not it, a talent. Exactly. Yeah, it is not an inborn thing. I don't believe in a math brain. There are not people who have a math brain and people who do not have a math brain. There are people who have a natural affinity and enjoyment of um, abstract concepts patterns. and patterns and yeah. rational thinking and that sort of thing. But it's not unattainable for anybody. I don't think that everybody's going to need to do advanced differential equations. But I think everybody can do high school algebra. Yeah. Um, and so one of my goals in life as a teacher is to slowly work on dismantling this societal myth that you're either good or you're, you're bad at math. You're bad at math and you're never going to be good at math and there's nothing you can do to change it because you're not a math person and you don't have a math brain. Yeah. It's just well, this might be kind of cool to talk about. Okay, so our purpose of this podcast is we get together and obviously we can babble a long time yes. about all sorts of we things. We can go on forever. <laughs> and we were like, you know what? I would like to present this conversation to other people who might also want to join the conversation. Yes. And we thought of like some really cool topics that we would like to hit on and talk about and see from all different angles and kind of just put it out there to the universe and see if anybody would one want to listen to it <laughs> and our you know the dulcet tones of our you know voices but uh and but basically even if it just ends up in a USB in my safe deposit box for my grandkids to listen to at a later yeah. date I think it's going to be well worth it yeah so hopefully you will Come back yeah. and see what our next topic is. We have no idea. Yeah, we, we even have like the yet. idea of like putting all the topics in a bowl and just drawing one out at random surprise. and just babbling about it. Yeah. Um, but we also have some other ideas. Yeah. So anything yeah. else you want to say? No, no. I, and I promise not every episode is just going to be us talking about ourselves the entire <laughs> time. Although there will be some of that. So and truth be told, we are really trying to test out the technology yeah. and see if this stuff so is just a works. pilot episode. Like, you know, you watch a sitcom and then you go back and, and watch like, a pilot oh, episode. You're really like, rough. that was nothing like the show. It's going to be kind of like that. We yeah. will get better at this. Yes. Yeah. Organically. Yes. 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 So. All right. All right. Thank you, Void, for listening to us. Tally ho. Yes. Yeah.